Hi, I'm Daniel Budai, and this is the Ecom Show, a podcast where you can learn more about the world of high-performing e-commerce players and marketers. The show is brought to you by the team of Budai Media. Let's grow your e-commerce business together. This episode is brought to you by Budai Media. At Budai Media, we help e-commerce businesses scale beyond eight and nine figure annual revenue with retention marketing and website conversion rate optimization. We help e-commerce businesses get to the next level by increasing their customer lifetime value and website conversion rate. Budai Media helped 100 plus e-commerce stores grow from all over the world in the last three years. If you think you need help with scaling your e-commerce business, let's connect. Email us your questions at contact at thebudaimedia.com. If you want to learn more about this topic or find out more details, go to thebudaimedia.com. Let me spell Budai to make it easier for you. B-U-D-A-I. So again, go to thebudaimedia.com to learn more. I'm really happy to have uh, Ben here, who is the CEO and uh, president of uh, Octane AI. And uh, today he will talk about zero-party data and how Octane AI can help uh, e-commerce companies with this and also just increasing more sales via email sms and uh, ads and uh, ben please go ahead and uh, we are really curious you know how this works all right hello everyone uh welcome i know thank you for coming the day before uh thanksgiving Hopefully we give you a couple of tips and feedback and advice that will help you with black friday and with especially beyond as we think about uh, sales for the rest of the holiday season. So I shall share my screen and I will show you a couple of things if everyone's cool with that. Magic. So um, I'll go through this pretty quickly to kind of give and Daniel, feel free to jump in anywhere. Uh, give your great wisdom to the yeah, I will awesome do audience. It. I will do it. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so... Uh, a couple of the key topics we're going to talk about here today. So one, we're going to talk about the major problem. There's two, there's a couple of major problems facing merchants. We're going to talk about the problem about uh, rented versus real relationships. And especially around, you know, what you've probably seen with a decrease in your ad conversion rates or an increase in the ad spend you've had to do due to data privacy changes. Then we're going to talk about the solution, which is zero party data marketing, what that even means and how that works. We're going to talk about how to collect this zero-party data. And then finally, we're going to talk about how to personalize your marketing using zero-party data. So we're going to go through a bunch of cool stuff. So kind of getting started here. Quick one background. I'm Ben. I'm president and co-founder of Octane AI. I started Octane AI with my co-founders, Matt, uh, CEO, co-founder, best friend of a decade, and our co-founder, CTO, Leaf. Uh, and in a previous life, I was the co-editor and editor-at-large of Mashable, the technology news website. I'm also the author of a best-selling book called Captivology on the science and psychology of attention and why we pay attention to certain people, products, companies, and ideas, and some other cool stuff. So just to like kind of give some context before giving like the results that can happen when you do these strategies. So this is like uh, one Octane AI customer and one customer who's really using zero-party data. They're called Hunter and Gather. They're over in the UK, so they're on the European side. And they have a quiz that asks about like, you know, your paleo and keto options. They're like, you know, they're selling this kind of like paleo, paleo and keto food. And then they use that data to recommend products on their website. And they use that data 
to personalize the emails they send out and the text messages they send out. And so what they've learned is like, you know, like more than one fifth of customers who take the quiz end up buying something. Actually, that number's increased as I have learned earlier today. But bigger than that is the amount of revenue they've made from their email and their flows. So from their email flows, they've actually been able to increase the revenue from their email flows by 260% by leveraging the zero party data and increasing the revenue from their campaigns by 80% by referencing these zero party data points in their emails and personalizing their email. And so this is not unusual. We see some stores where like 30, 40, 50% of their revenue comes from their quiz and they're able to increase their email like by 20, 30, 50% or more. Uh, so we'll talk about the strategies that actually go and help you do that in just a second. So let's talk about the problem. And I know there's a baby crying and uh, very sad. So the problem is two sets. One, Shopify and e-commerce brands have been building their, relation, their business on top of rented relationships. And two, Apple has recently made a change that has completely destroyed the way that uh, we were used to doing business. So what does that mean? So you probably know this strategy. This is the typical ad strategy for a Shopify brand and e-commerce brand. Have a prospecting ad to drive people to your website using the Facebook pixel and then retarget them, right? And that's worked for a decade really well. That's what the first generation of e-commerce companies, your third loves, your all birds have been built on top of. But that is a rented relationship. You don't actually own that contact info. You don't own that relationship. In particular, Facebook does, other third parties do. But it's been okay because it's been so cheap to do in the past. But every time someone came to the website and left and you didn't get their contact info, you'd have to pay them in the form of a retargeting ad to bring them back. So Facebook really in the end owns this relationship, you're just renting it. This broke the, earlier this year, as you probably know, because of Apple. And Apple came out with, uh, I had to put this gift by the way. <laughs> And so it broke because uh, of iOS 14.5 and uh, Apple gave the ability for iOS and iPhone users to opt out of data tracking, which, you know, is a great for end users, uh, but had the, you know, side effect of making it so that the data set that Facebook was utilizing to do retargeting and other ad platforms for retargeting got a lot more stale. They actually didn't know now and Facebook doesn't know exactly what you're doing uh, on your app and on the other apps in Apple and what you're looking at. And so they can't actually retarget properly because they don't know what website you might be visiting on your phone. So yeah, a quick question actually for you. Uh, what percentage of US users do you think opted out of data tracking in some way? Yeah, great question. And uh, actually, I think I heard the, the real number a few weeks ago. So probably... 19 or 95 percent of people they said that they don't want to be tracked something like that it's it's interesting because even you were so slightly low it's 96 percent which yeah is shocking i think for a lot of people like nearly everybody opted out of data tracking when they were given the chance which makes sense and it's also the default so the vast majority of people don't want to have be tracked it makes sense Almost but the result nobody. now is Right. But the result is now it's clearly the world is changing. And the other piece, too, is that this change is only going to get bigger because of uh, third party cookies going away in 2023, which Google intends to do. And they're going to remove third party cookie support in Chrome. When that happens, nobody actually knows what will exactly happen to all ads. But 
the whole point here being, you know, if somebody says they want to be tracked, you can't show them retargeting ads and they don't want to be tracked on their phones and they're using their phones a lot. So what this means is that your ad conversion rates have dropped or already dropping. I talk with a lot of stores and they talk to me about how they have a 30, 50, 100% decrease, like a huge decrease in their ad effectiveness or their spend is going way up, which is not ideal. And retargeting ads based on third-party data itself is a concept that will go away over the next few years. That's what the clear future is. And so the only way in which to really adapt is instead of relying on third-party data, is to have your own data set to use for your own retargeting and to for your own ads, which we'll talk about in more depth. So now is the time to adapt uh, before, because the things are not going to get better. They're going to only get worse and they're going to only shift more. And if you don't have your own data set, you're going to be in trouble. So what do you need to do now? One, rely less on pixel-based ads and third-party data. You can't completely release your reliance. Obviously, Facebook and other channels like that are important, but you need to diversify your channels and figure out new strategies to bring people to your store uh, and enhance your existing ads with your own data set, as well as focus on building your own relationships and really get to know your site business and collect their contact info and get even more efficient at that. So instead of like being accepting a 2% conversion rate for your pop-ups works, like you have to be like, how do we get it to 8%, 10% or higher? Because the current standard conversion rates are no longer good enough for an e-commerce brand. So this leads us to zero-party data marketing and what zero-party data marketing is. So in essence, zero-party data marketing is the using uh, data that you directly collect, usually through asking your customers questions to both recommend products and personalize the rest of the shopping experience from the emails they receive to the text messages to the website itself. And so zero-party data marketing is all about collecting this, what we call zero-party data and using that to recommend pieces. And so let me give a quick definition here. Third-party data is the data that is uh, your aggregate, that uh, aggregators aggregating and tracking across a lot of different websites and behaviors. That's what you're borrowing from Facebook every time you run an ad. First-party data is data that you are tracking uh, through behavior on your own website. So when they make a purchase, when they click something on your website, that's first-party data. You get that from your Google Analytics, from Shopify dashboard, but zero-party data is different. It is data that is directly volunteered from your customers. And this is examples of zero-party data. This is things like size, their style, their dietary preferences, their budget, their allergies. This is information you can't gain from a third party like Facebook. This is a data you cannot gain from first-party data from data tracking. You have to just ask your customers these questions. And so these are some examples of like the kinds of like zero-party data points that different industries and verticals collect. So like in pets, you're going to be asked about the type of pet, cat, dog, hamster, size, age, food preferences, how many pets, you get the idea. This is really valuable data. You know that if you were to have this data at your disposal, you would have the ability to really target your customers in a really profound way. And so we're going to talk about how you actually collect that data. Ta-da, how to collect zero-party data. So there's a couple of tools and a couple of different ways to go collect the zero-party data. But uh, the big overarching is to ask your customers questions. So I like to use the equivalent of the in-store shopping experience. So when you go into a store in person, 
there's an associate or an assistant or a concierge, and they are giving you advice. They're asking you questions. If you go into a Sephora, they're going to ask you like what kind of skin you have, what kind of skin concern, what kind of uh, products you're looking for. Do you have a day routine? Do you have a night routine? This is essentially taking the same thing and bringing it to online. And so the first thing in the most like in the toolbox of zero party data collection is always a product quiz or a shop quiz. And a quiz allows you to ask a set of these questions and make a product recommendation. Lots of customers love these things in part because they come to a website and they often do not know what they're looking for. They're like, I kind of need help figuring out which skin routine or which fashion style or which CBD product to buy. And if I don't have this data, then I'm going to have a whole problem. And so these product quizzes help connect customers with advice and recommendations and guidance. And they help identify that customer in their buyer profile by asking a series of questions and using it to match them with the right products. And you can kind of see like what that looks like on that back end. And so let me, I have some diagrams. I love diagrams. So you can see like where I can ask some strategic questions like, you know, in this example, which is from our Octinei playbook, octinei.com slash playbook, which goes through some of the things I've talked about today. It goes through a kind of like, you know, ask a series of questions, gets contact info. That's one of the most important pieces, get a phone number or an email address. The conversion rate of phone number email address in one of these product quizzes is significantly higher than a pop-up in part because people want to get the results sent to them. And so the opt-in rate is can be in the 20 to 30 to 40% range, depending on how you know, you've designed your product quiz. And then that, you know, quiz will give recommendation on site of like, here's the right routine, here's a bundle for you, you know, you know, subscribe and get like a bundle off. And then that data can be then is stored. You know, we store it in Octane AI, but there's like other cool ways to do it. And then leverage that data in everywhere else. So leverage it in your email, say, pretend you're a Clavio customer, send it into your Clavio or send it into your SMS platform. Uh, we actually just announced a Zapier integration. So you can actually send the data into five, 3,000 different apps so that you can go and personalize whichever channels you're using or store the data wherever you need to store it. So here's an example for like Glenmatic. They're like, you know, having a quiz that kind of teaches you how to do stuff. Actually, in fact, because I have it right here, here's Glenmatic. They actually have five quizzes with Octane. And so, you know, you can take a different one and different one. This is a brand that's making hundreds of millions of dollars. They went from like zero to a hundred in a year or two. It's crazy. And so they used Octane in the back end to go and build this. And so did you, you can see the cool transitions. Did you try magnetic lashes before? I haven't. Do you have a crease? Let's just say I do. Is your eyelid clearly visible? You get the idea. So I'm going to answer these questions. Oftentimes five to 10 plus is the right amount, depending on the type of product. You gotta, this is one piece of advice I was gonna give it a little bit later, which is when you're building one of these, you wanna make sure that you don't ask too many questions, of course, but you don't wanna ask too few. Imagine going into the store and somebody saying, hey, what shoe, what kind of, uh, I can help you find the perfect shoe. What's your shoe size? Eight and a half. Great, I have the perfect shoe for you. You'd be like, you didn't ask me anything else. What color I'm looking for? What kind of shoe? What other things? So you gotta ask the appropriate amount of questions here. And so I'm going to contact info. They'll also send an offer in this case. For some, you don't like you have the ability to skip. Now it's uploading my results. It's a cool little animation. And then they're recommending the right eyelash and eye shape. They're actually like deep set. I can add that. I can actually like subscribe and save using the like recharge integration. 
uh, and add other items to cart. So you can see there's a lot of interesting options when it comes to like uh, a quiz and like what that can look like. We have another one, here's pets. You can see they actually featured on their homepage, which is uh, really important actually, because uh, a quiz needs to be featured in some way. Email it out, put it on your homepage. For Open Farm Pet, they even have a big section in the middle where they do it. Do I have a cat or dog? What's the name of my cat or dog? Adult, senior, pretend senior, medium-sized dog, semi-active, is a slender, really loves fish, eats mostly dry food, is a good eater, is not sensitive or has allergies. If it was sensitive and had allergies, it asked additional questions about the allergies. Give email address. You can ask for email address at the beginning or end. I see near the end actually work really well because people are really invested in getting the results and then making a recommendation. All right, wild-caught salmon. That sounds awesome. Let's add that to cart. Here's some other items to add to cart. So you're getting the idea here, all the different options, what you can go and do, but you're basically replicating the best part of the in-store experience, which is like somebody actually helping you figure this out. And here's some other examples of like what quizzes can look like, very beautiful. Um, I mean, I actually kind of showed the demo just for a little bit here, but one other piece of advice going back to here that I want to give is you can already tell imagery really, really works. We've tested it over and over again. You can do just text, but people really love having imagery with their questions. Uh, GIFs work really well. We see like Open Farm Pet, they have like cute little animation GIFs that you just saw, but images really help people like understand what the question is and what the different options and answers are. You don't wanna overload them with a lot of reading and a lot of trying to think. Uh, you want them to be able to look and be like, I know which thing I'm looking for. And here's like the image that represents it. It also gives you a little bit more levity and fun inside of like your product quiz. So this is one way to go and collect this zero party data. One other way that I wanna make sure I talk about is the idea of the conversational pop-up. And so a conversational pop-up is a, it's almost like a quiz within a pop-up. So traditional pop-ups, they pop up and they beg you for email address in return for some discount and that's it. And imagine if you went into the store, Daniel, if uh, somebody ran up to you and was like, I'll give you a 20% discount if you give me your email right now. You'd be like, this is a little strange. Yeah. Uh, it's a little hmm. odd. You know what the average conversion rate of a standard pop-up is? Ours are higher, but... Uh, yes, your, yours no. are higher, but the standard one that doesn't have Five? the Budai Magic, 5%. The, the standard that 2%, 2 to 3%, wow. they don't have the Budai Magic. Uh, so it's crazy. The standard is 2 to 3%. Uh, even 5% is not... Well, 5% is not great either. And especially now where you need to get contact info the first time they come to your website, that's not good enough. So a conversational yeah. pop-up will... Uh, yeah, go ahead. I just agreed. Yes. So conver a conversational pop-up, I'll actually show it to you here. So like a conversational pop-up looks like this. So it is a quiz within a pop-up. This is an example from Curlsmith. They like will ask like, you know, get 10% off by asking this question or something like that. So let's see, what's your biggest hair concern? Uh, let's say it's shedding. Cool. Do I want to get my discount? So I will just go and put in an email. This is my actual email. Feel free to go and send me stuff. And then they'll actually let's say code. But also you can see right here, they're actually recommending products within the pop-up. And so the conversion rate, we'll talk about it, is four to six times higher for a conversational pop-up because people want to get the results from the pop-up itself. 
and you provide a direct value. So instead of two to 5% of people interacting with the pop-up, more than one third of people who see this type of conversational pop-up will actually interact with it. Uh, and then more than half of the people who interact with it will give you an email address. And then one out of six people who actually see this results page with the recommendations will actually purchase from one of the products from this results. Okay, that's great. So this is kind of that like uh, flow chart. Just so you have, you know, ask a question, you know, get the email address or phone number, show them the like product recommendations and then sync all that data. Again, now you've actually gone from collecting no data from your, on your customers to collecting some really important data point. Like, do they have brittle hair or not? And suddenly think about it. The first email that you send out in your welcome sequence, instead of just being a generic, hi, welcome, can be like, hey, I have some recommendations for your brittle hair. Imagine how much of a difference that there you will get. In fact, you don't have to imagine. You can see that with the results of brands like Hunter and Gather. Like the increase in both open rate and conversion rate is so significantly higher by even just a tiny reference to any of these zero-party data points. And so kind of the stats I was talking about, more than 20% of customers will answer a question. We see as high as a third or more. Half of those people will opt in and then 10, 30% plus will purchase a product from that, that flow. And so usually we see a 4X increase in engagement, two to 4X increase in signups and a four to 6X increase in total sales. We actually had one password tweet, I should put that in this presentation, uh, where they used to have a one and a half percent conversion rate for their email. They switched to a conversational pop-up it went up to nearly 8%, a big difference wow. for a lot of stores. It's crazy. And here's a couple of examples of some other amazing conversational pop-ups. You can see, you know, a lot of the number one, they ask one question is my usual advice. You can ask more questions if you want to, but ask one question. And that question is probably something like, what can I help you with? Or what are you looking for? And if you do that, you're going to get a lot of answers because people are looking for help. And these pop-ups can be targeted to anywhere in that, like on the website. And you can even have a different conversational pop-up asking a different question on different pages. And so there's lots of possibilities. It gives you more opportunities to ask more questions, which means you collect more zero-party data points. So one other before continuing, there's a couple other awesome ways to go and collect data uh, using, you know, chatbots, using my Facebook Messenger, for in some cases, even SMS. Uh, as well as post-purchase surveys, which are also great for collecting zero-party data. In general, the way, if you can ask questions and structure that data in some way, using a platform like Octane, for example, you will have the ability to collect these zero-party data points. And we'll talk about how to leverage them in a second. We're going to do that right now, actually. So personalizing your marketing with zero-party data. So this is where the bread and butter really happens. You... Uh, You've been able to collect a whole bunch of data, but it's not useful if that data is just siloed and you're not doing anything with it. So there's a couple of key things to be doing with the data, right? One and most important is to use it to personalize your Facebook Messenger, your ads, your SMS and more. So I'm gonna kind of go a little bit into like what those kinds of flows look like and talk a little bit about that. So I love these diagrams as you can tell. So as an example, if someone takes like a, a answers questions in one of your quizzes or your conversational pop-ups, that data is like saved and synced. You will show results on the homepage, but now the first email that you send can be personalized. So in this example, it's personalizing the copy in uh, the email and email um, like the product that it recommends 
And so the reference of your dry skin or wrinkly skin, you can even do that in the title of the email, which we do know uh, increases the conversion rate. Uh, and so here's an example of what a personalized welcome series can look like. And so personalized welcome series, you know, uh, can, you know, personalize what the quiz, like the first email and a lot of times we see is like, actually, here's the quiz results or here's the information that actually personalize a lot of things there. And then you can even personalize like which email they get. So in this example, it's a beauty brand. And so they have a daytime routine or a nighttime routine and a morning routine. It's going to send them a, uh, if they say they had a, they do have a morning routine, it'll send them a, a C, uh, email of, on morning routines. If it's nighttime, it'll send them an email on nighttime routines. You can already see really simple stuff, but it really compounds over time. Post-purchase, similar. So you might ask questions like you know, in a food brand how often they cook and you could send them recipes or different things based on the way they answered it. Or you could just personalize a little bit of text in the email that you send. And this is like an example from the post-purchase email series. And we see every time you personalize a series using this data, you drive up revenue. So to show you, and I will not go too crazy deep because this could take forever, but we actually wrote, and my co-founder CEO, Matt, actually wrote a detailed guide on how to personalize your Klaviyo email flows and SMS. Uh, a lot of these principles work no matter which email platform you might be using, and you can sync Octane data to your OmniSend, to your MailChimp using the Zapier integration and some upcoming integrations coming out. So for anyone out there, I want to always hear like, you know, what features, what kinds of things you're looking for. But to kind of give you an example here. So uh, if I'm like creating an email, if I'm like creating like this email segment, I might like create a segment for the customers who say their skin concerns wrinkles within Klaviyo. And then I will use that information and the information I've collected to personalize. So in this example, you know, we can say like their skin type is one of these answers, dry or the combination. I can say the skin concerns, wrinkles, or acne, or spots. And then there's like different attributes, right? This data is automatically synced in into your email platform. And then this is where I want to go and personalize with a yellow highlight. I want to say like the perfect thing for your oily skin, your dry skin. That reference, again, seems small, but it has a huge impact on open rate because they, yeah. they volunteered it. They're going to really look for it. So how do you actually do it? You use dynamic language. And so here's an example. It looks a little crazy. But if you're using something like Playdo, this is like where someone like Budai can be really helpful. Where, uh, you know, this is actually like the kind of thing that like Budai Media does to like go and like do this like work to go figure out the best way to go and personalize. And like, there's some super, super cool stuff that you go and do as a result. And you can see like, I can be referencing uh, different data points in the email based off of uh, the answers that these customers are given. And this is just like part one. I can do this for flows. I can do this for SMS. You can do this for, uh, for your campaigns. The compounding returns are endless. And so you're getting a little bit of idea here, but using this dynamic language, using uh, conditional splits, you can open up a whole new world of possibilities when it comes to the capabilities of this zero party data and email. And, you know, if you've already, if you have already collected some zero party data for your emails, you know, I would just reference even something as small as like, like uh, what their condition is or what they're looking for in one of your campaigns in the subject line. Like it doesn't have to be fancy. It can be very simple. Um, and if you're not doing that yet, I would suggest a conversational pop-up. It takes five minutes to go get up and you can use that to get a higher amount of email conversions 
and to collect some zero-party data points you could use in the future or use for your welcome series if you want to go and get that set up before Black Friday. So these like the like email side, there's a whole list of things. You can go down that rabbit hole forever. SMS too, being able to reference this data in SMS, being instead of sending a generic text, then like we have 15% off, you can be starting to send text being like, we have 15% off for this skin cream we know that you're gonna be interested in. Opens up whole new worlds of possibilities. One last one before we end up here, ads. Ads are really critically important still, and you can actually use this data to help personalize ads. So I'm gonna talk about a couple of ways to do that. So if you've collected this data, you can sync it to your ad platform, and you can actually use that to create Facebook custom audiences and lookalike audiences. So for example, someone says they are a cat person or a dog person, say they own a dog. You could use this data to create an audience so like uh, has a dog. And so show them an ad that's personalized to them. Instead of being like, we have some pet food, you could be like, we have some perfect dog food for your dog. And it can just reference just like their dog or that they like are looking for dry food in the ad itself. And you can already imagine if you have an ad creative that's already even just slightly targeted toward that audience, you're going to have a much higher conversion rate. But you can even also use this to create lookalike audiences if you want for your prospecting. If you figure out that there's a group of audience that tends to be the same that has like the same skin concern or has the same kind of like hair problem. Suddenly you can do retargeting ads that reference that information and you and or lookalike audience and your ads are gonna increase in conversions. We've started seeing this as like on the cutting edge of like you of, uh, of ads, but think about it this way. You're losing some data that Facebook used to have and Facebook used to give you. You're supplementing it now with your own data set to enhance the ads and enhance the targeting of the ads. And that is just like the beginning of it all. And all the, like a lot of this can be automatic. Like the data, for example, from like that you're collecting through a quiz or conversation pop-up is automatically synced with your like Facebook ad platform and with the ad pixel. And so now it's just your job to create the like the custom audience and look like audiences. And again, obviously like, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff that you have to go and do to personally optimize but this is kind of the basic framework of what you have to go do. And the kind of thing that uh, you, you and I do together for lots of e-commerce brands. So that's mostly it. Like on overall, on my final thoughts is like for Black Friday, Cyber Monday, you know, if you've collected zero party data points, you know, reference that data. If you haven't collected that data yet, start doing that. You know, start with a conversational pop-up, get a one data point, the most important data point, and then go start working like towards like building a super simple quiz. It doesn't have to be perfect. Get a first version out there. Every day that you don't have zero party data is a day that your competitors do. And you more and more, we're going to just see ads convert less. We're going to see third party data go away more. The longer the lead time you can get now to collect this zero-party data, the better. And once you've done it, like that zero-party data prints money for stores. When you leverage it correctly in your email and your SMS, it has compounding returns. And Hunter and Gather is just the beginning. So with that, we have a cool playbook. I tell you about playbook. I know Daniel, there's an awesome uh, page you guys have if, if you all want some more hands-on, if anyone wants some more hands-on help on how to implement any of these strategies. Uh, but 
Thank you, everyone. Uh, I hope this was informative right before uh, Black Friday. Yeah, thank you, Ben. It was a great presentation. And I can just highlight what you said, that everyone should uh, start using zero-party data. Because uh, as you can see, we don't just collect data because it's fun or anything, but we do because we can use it in personalized emails, SMS, and ads. So it's uh, yeah, highly recommended for everyone. And uh, if anyone is interested to get started with Optin AI, they have a very generous offer. So in the first three months, they uh, give 20% off for those who sign up on the links. Uh, on the link that they provided. Uh, we will send it out through email and uh, everyone will uh, get the link so you can check it out. And also if anyone needs help how to set this up or how to set up Clayview emails or SMS, our agency can help uh, you as well. So feel free to reach out. And uh, thanks again, Ben. Thanks everyone who listened to us today or uh, later. Uh, because we also release it as a podcast in the future. So uh, yeah, thanks and have a safe flight, Ben, uh, wherever you go. I, I appreciate it. And just everyone, uh, next, there'll be actually be some super awesome announcements next month that we'll be doing with Budai. So uh, you'll have to wait and see for that. But uh, get started doing this now. We have some amazing, like, you know, like Budai is an amazing partner for getting this, this strategy implemented. It prints money. Don't wait. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Ecom Show podcast. If you want to learn more about e-commerce, retention marketing, check out our Facebook group called Top 3% E-commerce Email Marketing or check out our website, thebudaimedia.com. The show is brought to you by the team of Buday Media. See you in our next episode and don't forget our goal. Grow your e-commerce business together.